0: Welcome to the doghouse where we are live. Because if we weren't live, you wouldn't be hearing our voices.
1: Hey, hey, I'm going to make it sound like Supercross on Saturday night. Okay. Hey, I'm trying to yell over the motorcycle so they don't have a sound <laughs> engineer. How annoying well, uh, was that? Why why have an announcer? Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you can't hear the damn guy.
0: Yeah. Get a new God. sound
1: guy. Look, uh, Supercross, dear Supercross, I'm available. I'm pretty cheap. Uh, work for five guys, a little yeah. bit of Jing, and some tickets.
0: If they can find a Five Guys, by the way, I saw Five Guys the other day. I was out riding around, and I saw Five Guys. It was uh up in, I believe, I was in southwestern Maryland where I saw it.
1: I- I'm gonna tell you this: hey, there are Five Guys in my hometown now. And in we got December, one here as well, December yeah. 16th, and I still haven't been yet.
0: Really?
2: Oh, no. that's,
1: I swear to what God, is wrong. Yeah, I don't know. But,
0: Go, out, go there while you can we have uh, I, I, we have a special treat tonight. We actually got a guest on our show who's kind of been a staple of this show from our discussions of supercross as long as this show's been on.
1: That is actually true
0: and um, a staple in the centerfold of
2: supercross.
0: Get your mind out of the. why
2: why Get your mind
0: out of the fold-out <laughs> inserts, Warren. Okay, for anybody who actually knows what that means, right? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows what a centerfold is anymore. So.
1: <laughs> you got to be old. That's, you just you showed be, your age.
0: Yeah. Well, our our guest has uh, been around many many years, and he's going to join us a little bit later in the show. And uh, he, like I said, he is a. He is a super cross icon, but also in many other sports. And we will talk about that when we introduce that segment on the show. But for uh, right now, we got to uh,
1: tease or we got drop name. drop. I'm just going to tease because if we I, put it on I'm, right I'm now, we just get turned off faster. Yeah, that's
0: true. are right? not here for us. You're going ha- to have to wait. We could tell them where in the audio it's going to be, but I won't do that uh, because, don't because I don't need yet. to give people more <laughs> reasons to fast forward past me talking.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's true, too. And Warren, good pull. Warren Warren actually set that all up. It was nice having an interview that I didn't have to do all the footwork.
0: Yeah, no, that's actually good. That's good. And And that's because Warren had been criticizing him for years.
1: I'll give a little tease. I've been trying (laughs) to tease. I never expected him to answer his his clothing stalker. Yeah. I did not expect yeah. that. Yeah, right. Not gonna lie, I wouldn't know. If somebody yeah. if somebody asked me about my clothes every week, I wouldn't a- answer them either.
0: Yeah, uh, so maybe maybe uh, Warren has figured something out here. Maybe that's maybe. the thing to do. Maybe you need to be doing the same thing on uh you know for uh World Superbike. And and, um, and MotoGP is well-worn. Start criticizing people's clothing choices,
1: okay? Yeah. <laughs> orange, Mark Marquez, orange is not your collar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, should, you should question Rossi about his hair color every time he changes yeah, yeah, it. He's yeah, like, what are you doing? What color yeah. is that? Uh, anyways, um, you know, uh, I'm going to start with the bad news. Right, uh, there was some bad news in the motorcycle. We we have Supercross to talk about. We have a a weird I, and something I'm kind of interested to get your take on about Motor America. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think the I think the sad thing I want to start off with is the famed top of the mountain motorcycle museum, and I believe it's Huck Gurgel. Yeah. Uh, my my European is not good, but I'm pretty yeah. close on Huck Gurgel. I believe uh, Austria. Uh, I haven't spoke German in years. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> not, not since I mean, the like, Reichstag was closed way. down, right? Huh? Not since the Reichstag was closed <laughs> down. <right?
1: laughs> no, Wow. <laughs> uh, no, I used to go to Hans's guest house. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but uh, you know, Dinkeliger, Dinkeliger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eigermaß, Eigermaß, nah, nah, nah. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, um, but it burned down. I, they had their in. I, I, you know, I'm a little a little confused because i didn't read didn't see a full count but i don't know if we'll know but i believe they had a big uh indian exhibit there but they've had you know that would be like the same as motorcyclopedia burning down here except maybe that's even more famous
3: Mm -hmm.
0: there yeah or the barber motorsports museum right yeah
3: yeah but i understand that they did
0: yeah i did understand that they were able to get some of the more um rare indians uh were not in the were not consumed by the fire they were in another location so either for refurbishment or uh, so they were able to some of the rarest ones were saved fortunately but but there was—I I, I mean, I don't know how, to, how you turn Deutschmarks into real money or euros or whatever that weird-ass currency they have over there is. <laughs> Rupees, I don't know but what they, they. Yeah, there they goes they, our
2: last Europe <laughs> Austrian, European, <motorbike> Austrian,
0: European, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, they don't use real money. Uh,
2: and, I, and it's just not the motorcycles, man. The you know, I've never been there. It was one of the places that I did want to go if I ever went back to Europe, which probably was never going to happen anyway. It I, was a was pretty spectacular list, building. Top list. I want to go
0: to Hertz of Google. Yeah. I, I always say a, that. It's on, <laughs> okay. it,
2: that building itself was just spectacular by itself. Not, yeah. Let alone all the historic motorcycles in there. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: the
1: building was and, cool. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure there was countless amounts of like, you know, like when we, when we go to PD or even barber, there's all the other stuff that's in the museum, like the flyers, the race posters,
0: you there know, was a lot there, of. Was, there is a oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I, the, the uniform, the leathers, right? Like, yep. I think, I think in Pennsylvania, there's this little oddball museum, and they have some hill climb stuff and some flat track stuff called the Eastern Museum of Motorsports mm-hmm. in, in Pennsylvania. It's like an hour and a half from where we all are located, and they have like one room that has like at least a hundred race you know like leathers or uniforms or driver suits from like 70 or 80 years right you you know and if that burns up you're you're never gonna find another one no you know it's like how does that even happen yeah Uh,
0: so anyway yeah so that was a that was a big news item there um and it was pretty significant fire i didn't see what the cause of the fires that they mentioned what the cause of the fire was
2: as of my last review, they haven't found one yet.
0: They haven't found yeah, one I mean,
1: yet. I'm going to guess some kind of spark.
0: Yeah, it was either that or a Trump supporter. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, you know right. I mean, that's uh, that's, <laughs> that, that's why we get banned
2: on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> well, we were talking about we, rate. We were talking about racing and Indians a few moments ago. Yes, uh, we're
1: going to get in trouble. We, for that. we were. We were. Um, Twitter's going to. All right. we go ahead. we, we oh. were. So before we get into Supercross. Yeah. Right. Here's here's. Uh, and I have a comment to make on Supercross. I know I'm going to get hatred, so I'm going to love that. But here's one thing that uh, it came out in the news right after we did the show last week. And I'm kind of glad because I wanted a little bit of time to think about this. But Motor America made the announcement. They're not going to do the Super Bowl. Yeah, that it's going it to be your best qualifying time during the qualifying sessions, your best lap time. Yep. Um, instead of doing a separate session for Super Bowl, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I know how I feel about it. I, don't like th- it. I don't think it's a good decision. There's a very good reason why they do it the way they do it in both World Superbike and MotoGP, and that is just to get the placement for the actual qualifying, right? So now, will you make different decisions based on the fact that you know it's going to be best average times over the practice sessions, because they certainly would make a very, very different choices in, uh, in, in MotoGP or World Superbike if they knew it was just going to be based on practice times. And the other thing, too, is practice times, if you think about it, there's not pressure to pass in practice sessions. I mean, there's it, it happened. Now there is. That's right. Is it intended to make the practice sessions more interesting for the fans? Okay, I can see that, that viewpoint to create competitiveness in that. Well, but if you think about qualifying, right? And qualifying in, Mo, in, in uh, MotoGP and World Superbike, most of the racers do not want to be in traffic when they're qualifying. But it's almost right. impossible not to be in traffic during practice, right? Because you've got all
1: the bikes. And, and yeah. you've also now taken out a whole session
0: we have taken out a whole session, and, and maybe it was an economic choice. Who knows? But I don't you know,
1: think so. I, think, I blame I think Warren.
2: It, yeah, but, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I think mm-hmm. it was my fault. It's okay. Warren's fault. Because have to, There's have only so, have so many hours the in a day. We have
1: to have King of the Baggers. Well, the sun's only up for so many hours. Yeah. Yep. yep. And now you have to have practice for those guys, or race yep. time for those guys, yep. qualifying for those guys. It's all Warren's fault.
0: Yep. Yep. But yes. most of the practices. I got big occurs, shoulders. So most of the practices occur on, and the reason they're called, pra- they, ha- they usually happen the day or two before qualifying usually takes place. So I don't know that scheduling was that big of an issue. Because if you think about the qualifying day, maybe they're trying to shorten it, right? Maybe they're having problems fitting everything into the three day window that they have available to them uh, before racing actually starts. I don't know. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it, but you know what? I'm willing to give it a shot and see how it goes. Or maybe they're just trying to, maybe they're realizing people aren't watching practice, but does that mean that people watching on TV won't see that anymore? And they'll just show up race day and they won't have an opportunity to actually see where people qualify. I'm
1: curious, and and we've never actually broached that topic. I'm kind of curious to know how many people actually watch qualifying.
0: I don't know. I, I mean, can only speak I for myself. Like I shouldn't. I I've, I I do. I always watch qualifying if given the opportunity, but um, practice. No, I don't watch that much practice. I usually look at the results. So I don't know it to me. It, it actually cripples my ability to judge that much more. If they did that at world Superbike or moto GP where we actually have to make picks every week, that would be more problematic. I think for me, right? No, nah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't like yeah. it, but that's I'm, me. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm interested to see how it goes. I'd love to know the reasons behind it, but in some ways I don't want to know the reasons. I want to see what it's like.
0: Yeah, but we know what it's like in a way, if you think about it, right? We know what it's like because, you know, we can watch practice now, right? The question is going to be, how is it going to change the practice? Well, sessions?
1: it's going to change practice. It's going to There's change no doubt about and do, and Imagine it's,
0: what it's going to do to the final practice session. It's going to make... I think you're going to be very hard racing in the final practice session. And maybe yes. that's their objective to make Good it day. interesting. Maybe people are thinking practice was boring. It,
2: maybe. Well, it will be for the people who buy the uh, streaming package and actually watch it. It's going to be more exciting for that.
0: Well, it, it's going to keep ramping up, right? If somebody has one bad practice session, they're going to feel a lot of pressure in the later practice sessions to, to make up for that. So mm-hmm. it'd be, it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, I, I hope that I feel differently at the end of the season, but I'm not expecting it.
2: Yeah. Well, if well you, I if never expected it. If anyone out there does blame me for this, send your hate mail to Ken at NTNradio.com.
0: where it'll be immediately forwarded to Warren at NTNradio.com.
1: <laughs> twice. You <laughs> got to do that
0: twice. <laughs> twice, Um.
1: Yeah. All right, so let's get into Supercross. A, I was very happy that racing has returned. I was yes. very sad yes. that there was no Ralph Shaheen. Yes. yes. I was yeah. very sad. Uh, man. I, and I'm going to say this, and I know our European listeners are going to be like, "You're an a-hole," and I don't care. To me, Supercross is American. I want to. I don't want to hear British people don't sound faster he's than not, me. He's not British. <laughs> Whatever. I, I no Whatever. I have no problem. Whatever. British, or no Canadian, they all sound the same.
0: Problem with a British guy doing commentary on World Superbike or, or MotoGP? MotoGP. GP. I'm used to it. I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm okay with that but i am with you i'm with you phil it's you know
1: Supercross. buy american it's america
0: buy it's american
1: pickup trucks maybe it's we're, beer. Maybe, it's maybe bring yeah. your dirt bike into your living room
0: yeah well that's okay next next year we're going to have a russian doing a uh, aft you wait and see
1: yeah right like i feel like i feel like i'm going to like all of a sudden she's turn won't like we'll like we'll care exactly find out that you know like uh uh, uh I don't know. I, I was you trying to think of Archer's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you know Supercross's loss might be you know hopefully Moto America will take advantage of this and grab Ralph because Ralph. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll
0: we'll see what happens. We'll see so, what happens. Yes.
1: You know, I, I actually, I actually have a list idea list of five jobs Ralph Shaheen should take now that he has free time. A, a new character on Archer. I think Ralph <laughs> Shaheen's character would be great. Uh, <laughs> He could be the new D.C. Belt traffic, beltway traffic guy. Oh, look at the pile up in that corner. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would enjoy that. Uh, I think he'd make a great YouTube commentator for stealth camping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and, and my final and, and suggestion, and this is probably there's at least three more times he can do this, uh, I would guess, is the play-by-play guy for Ken's Next Divorce.
0: oh well, uh, yeah actually actually that's probably not a bad idea but i have (laughs) i i suspect ralph could do better so let's just wait and see Uh, where he he ends up landing
1: maybe um but yeah uh but supercross came back uh 250s i think i think jet lawrence got a little bit of a a little bit of a reality slap,
0: <laughs> yeah, a little bit,
1: yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, we always tease that reality comes in, into World Superbike eventually, mm-hmm. and uh, looks like reality hit hit Jet Lawrence. I I still think he has a great future. Um, oh yeah. I I want to I wanna make a complaint, and I, I have two things that are going to be deemed as hateful. Uh, the number one thing is Christian Craig, in one of the interviews, said. Oh, you know, I know I have to win the championship to get a factory ride next year, dude. You're gonna be 30 at the start of supercross season next year. I'm not sure you're getting a factory ride in, Florida. yeah,
0: yeah. Right? I, I, mean, I, I, reality. I, yeah, I was gonna say, well,
1: I mean, gas, gas,
0: why, why, want why, this why, why do you need a factory ride? That's the first question, right? Why do you need a factory ride if you can win on a satellite team?
1: Yeah, but, uh, but what is
0: special? But, uh, is it money? Is it all about the money?
1: Well, I'm just saying, you know, you're 30 years you left old. Supercross, I imagine it is. You come back it's, and that's all years there old, is.
0: It's, it's about money. It's, yeah. you know,
1: As this Ken segment brought his, to brought so you by root sponsorship root up on the screen.
0: Yeah. Um, well, if we, were, if we were live streaming, I would. We, if we were have to a live stream the I yeah, I'd expect them to pay for it.
1: <laughs> uh, now, I think, I think Faulkner, Faulkner looks like he's just racing for a championship, right? He seemed excited to have a good race, a good podium. I think he doesn't think that Craig's going to come out and dominate, you know, and, uh, just, no,
0: and I think that's, I think that's safe. And I think he's probably, he's more happy about where Ferrandez finished, right?
1: Well, Fernandez was in four fifties. Oh, I'm right? sorry. Where, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, he's he's same more same happy
0: who, was, who was I thinking? I, I, I was thinking about somebody else that he was happy was finishing.
1: Uh, well, Friday. Jet Lawrence having yeah. a little bit of trouble at the end. Joe Shimoda yeah. and uh, Cole well, Nichols. I, I, you know, I'm glad Shimoda got a factory ride. I yeah. thought he had a lot of talent. I'm glad that. Yeah.
0: And, and it's fun to say his name. It is. Yeah, because I mean, they wrote a song about him. Joe Shimoda. And he's
1: Japanese. That's it's right. Like Joe Shimoda. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that right. sounds like a dude I want to drink a beer with when he's, <laughs> yeah. you know, 10 years when he's legal. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah. So Christian Craig, it's like uh, Second I'm happy he win. got the win. He raced his ass off for it, but it's like uh, first in five years. Yeah, his first win in five years. You know where they were still changing Joe Shimoda's diapers and Jet Lawrence's diapers <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, right. you're, you know if you ask me next year, am I gonna take a 18 year old Jet Lawrence to move up or a 50 year old? Christian Craig, I'm taking Jet Lawrence.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I think that's you know, uh, I think that's I think that's a safe bet. You're right. They they don't you you don't get moved up to uh a higher uh a more demand ride as you get older. They're looking for yeah. young guys that they can have a long, you know, uh
1: a long relationship.
0: With. A long relationship with, yeah.
1: Absolutely. You know, so that that's that was my complaint about that. Other than that, other than that, I mean I, I was excited to watch. I'm I'm excited. I mean, tonight's Tuesday in a couple hours. Supercross go to be on again. It's like, you know, triple shot this week and again Saturday. So next week we're going to have two races to talk about. Uh, So I'm I'm excited about that. But then we also had the 450s and Mm -hmm. you got to call him Mr. Opening Night. (laughs) That's what he is. He's that. It's (laughs) It's, like, what is it? Four years in a row? Three. Three. Next year. Four. (laughs)
0: Yeah, next year when he when he wins the opening round, it'll be four. And, it's like
1: and, and listen, first there's year not bike. many records you can set that the goat doesn't have.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: Yeah, that's right? true. Like that, seven that's Super true. Thrust titles and four opening nights in a row are about yeah. the only two things you can have. Yeah, you know, are are default. Oh, hey, it's in the record books if you take out the goat. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, and, and 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 if you're Justin Barsha, it's like uh, everything's downhill from here. <laughs> <Right? laughs> win on that opening night you know i've got it and i, I don't know what say, that is i don't know why he's so strong on the opening night and then seems to he's fresh it, it, yeah i mean apparently he that that's it right before the season starts and then i don't know maybe he's got some injuries that are causing problems right. and he can he's feeling his best on that first race and afterwards it's downhill i don't know
2: yeah uh, and he's also got a couple of things that caught my eye on not only does he is he riding on the gas gas which is you know First win on his first race in supercross, but he also does not want to be called Bam Bam anymore. They mentioned that, that 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 race, and he took it off his helmet. He, they, they, he told people he doesn't want to be called Bam Bam anymore, but man, he's always gonna be Bam Bam. I'm sorry, he raced but, like Bam Bam, <laughs> which is when he's at his best,
0: when yeah. he's better,
2: he's never bars getting he's away from that. Best
0: yeah he it, it's his own fault he got that name Bam bam. I mean he had bleach blonde hair when he started out in the sport and he was a big guy. he was a lot heavier than the rest of the guys in there and he looked like a bam bam on plus, the bike he's, when he plus started he's, when he been,
2: a, he's beat on some other competitors with, you know yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah, so he so, got that yeah, he got that moniker and now he doesn't want really to call Bam bam anymore. It's like, okay, well,
1: well, let's call him Sledgehammer. Not. Yeah, call him sledgehammer, right? Sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. But
0: uh, hey, uh, T Rex. Let's talk T Rex. T Rex. You know
1: he's. So I want to talk AC and T Rex. I want to talk yeah. number nine and T Rex. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. And I know I'm going to get some controversy out of this, right? But I'm saying this because I honestly believe it. I think Adam Silver needs to stop training with Ken Rockson. <laughs> right. Ken well, if he's going to finish two, exactly two spots below where, him,
0: that may. that's probably well, he true. Knows
1: exactly where to pass him. But yeah. if you notice when Bub, uh I almost said Bubba Stewart, uh, Malcolm Stewart, a couple other guys are going past AC. He was yep. tough on him. He raced him hard, but he doesn't race Ken Roxon with the he same thing. Now, whether way. it's because whether it's because he knows the next injury could be the last for him, or whether yeah. it's because they're friends, they need to stop. He, what he needs to do is go over and pee in Ken Roxon's helmet, <laughs> right, and stop training with him. Because well, you know, he's, 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 he, you know what? I would I, I, wouldn't rec- I would.
0: I wouldn't recommend he he trained with Eli Tomac.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I, can you actually train that slow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Do you know. call that training? Yeah,
0: I don't well,
2: know. Well, you got to give him a little bit break because he got piled up there in the first he turn. He's defend the defending champ. I'm not e- giving
1: yeah, him ex- any break. Ex- exactly. It, it was took not, him 40 it was years not, to win a championship.
0: They're lucky that they're going to race three times, right, over the next week because...
1: That's the worst thing for Roxanne. I mean, they, for Tomac.
0: Well, I, I think... No, I think for the field in general, for a number of people like Fernandez, right? Cooper Webb. They want to put this behind them, right? <laughs> And the best way to do that is go out and have a good showing, you know, uh, tonight and this the weekend, right? So yeah,
1: but If you if you look at this field, wins are not going to be easy, right? There's, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's it, it is probably
0: it is probably one of the most evenly matched fields we've seen in years.
1: Right. Five former yep. champs and I believe I yep. counted nine or 10 250 champs. Yep, yep. Right. Yep. I mean, it is it is a
0: It's going it to be is, a tough it's going to be a tough got, field. All,
1: field. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is great. Whoever wins the championship this year is going to have something to crow about, yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, they, they're they earning it. Yeah. Let's say yeah. Jason Anderson. But the surprise of the, of the evening for
2: me was Musquin. I mean, he'd been off for a year or just a little bit Better more part than of a of year. Yeah. 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 And he ends up third. I mean, and he, he looked good. He looked good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You can definitely tell there's still room for improvement, but he looked good. And I wasn't I was not expecting him
1: to podium on this first race back. Yeah. But I'll tell you, Ken Roxon, when when he went by AC, it was like AC pulled over and let him by. I, and, that's and what I, it looked like. That's what it, it looked it, like. It
0: did look like that, but we know that makes no sense, right? So I, I don't know if like because I think you I think you were right the first time. I think Roxon's learned his tendencies.
1: Yeah. Well right. And right. so if he's
0: close enough, he knows how to pass him
1: yeah but when he got up near bam 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 was like i'm gonna am gonna push you off the track and yeah. roxon was like no no my t-rex arms can't take that. <laughs> yeah, that's right and he I, backed off
0: i can't I, I oh. put my arms out in front of me to protect me when i hit the ground <laughs> my head hits first
2: <laughs> Talking about pushed off the track uh tomac got in freezy went in went at it twice
0: yeah that twice night, that
1: night and i don't yeah. you know <laughs> you know tomac is like who the hell is frisee yeah right <laughs> you know, does this guy race with us? Yeah, that's how bad of a night Tomac was having.
0: Yeah, he would probably say, "Oh, this is another one of those Furners like Roxon, right?" Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I never even heard of this guy. What did I end up in the two fifties race? What happened here? Um, speaking of two, you know, just before we get of the two fifties, there was one guy I think on the one fifteen in the two fifties, the, the the unsponsored kid did all right. Yeah, I yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I wanted to give him a shout out, and I can't remember his name. Oh, that, was, no. that was a that was a poop move for me, yeah. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, so Roxen had a just a miserable night, right? That's uh, that's just well, a miserable night. Roxon, I mean not Roxon. i uh, come back. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: Tomac had a miserable night. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say Roxton probably second place about the best he could hope for, you know, this early yeah, in the season. Until right? his arms are stretched out, you know, fully. You know, <laughs> he can reach the handlebars <laughs> again. Do
1: you, do you think he goes to like, like, uh, like, you, <laughs> I can't even say. It. Do you think he goes to like, like Chick-fil-A and is like, oh, you got anything I can put in my arms? <laughs> Oh,
0: okay. I think probably he does a lot of deadlifts to try and stretch those arms out, right? I'd say mm-hmm.
1: curls.
2: He does lots of curls.
0: No, I don't think he can do curls. I think he just does deadlifts. His arms are straight down. He stands up trying to stretch them out. Oh, yeah, I can almost reach my waistband.
2: Ken, right. you <laughs> send your hate mail to Phil at ntnradio.com. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoy
1: hate mail. I I,
0: I, I do. We we we, are, we aren't looking to be appropriate on this show.
1: Yeah, we were once. Have it. Yeah. Not that uh, I've been here. <laughs> when was
0: that? Yeah, I was going to say. I, I'm
1: sure we went I once. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I think we keep our language clean, but we still have never been right.
1: Yeah, well, that's 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 yeah. a part of our charm. Yeah, um, that's right. But, yeah, so, but th- it's a tough 450 field, uh, you know.
0: It, it is. Uh, I, I mean, it makes for, for great racing, uh, and it's too oh, bad it's on NBCSN.
1: Max Valhall, Voland. Max, Max Wolin, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he did have a good race, and I am going to yeah. root for the two sixty and two fifties, just because his name is Mister Woodcock. This yeah, is Dylan Dylan <laughs> Woodcock. Uh, Dylan a great Woodcock. Movie. So <laughs> yes, it is. So, so I'm going to root for that guy just because, just because you know, because uh, right. you're 12 years old. That's why. I'm t- well, that was a great yeah. movie. It is a great movie. It you're right. was a great movie. Yeah, uh, it was just a funny movie, but yeah, um. Man, uh, well, as 50.
0: Justin Barsha likes to say, race one doesn't tell you anything about how the season's
1: going to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you're such an idiot, uh, but I respect that. <laughs> and how about Malcolm Stewart? Malcolm Stewart, fifth. Didn't fall back at the end of the and, race. And, which and is you
0: see, the problem is we off. got this out of order. Okay. Justin Barsha said to Malcolm Stewart after the race, race one doesn't tell you anything about how the season's going to go. <laughs>
1: Wow. I hope you're wrong about Malcolm.
0: Well, you can hope so. I, well,
1: uh, that's what I'm going to hope. I'm hoping you, you're wrong You, about
0: you can hope so. Well, I hope I'm wrong, too, because it would actually be nice to see him actually put together an entire season. That would be a good thing to do. This would be a tough season to do with the competition. That would be a really tough season.
1: It's, it's tough. I mean, I'm uh, looking at the top 15 finishers. Right? And everybody there has won at least a 250 championship.
0: Yeah, there's an incredible amount of talent in the in the 450s this year, I mean, which is why I say whoever wins the championship is going to have something to crow about this year. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's just I I,
0: I, I believe so. I really do.
1: So there's 15 guys racing of 16. Didn't Davalos win a championship? Uh,
0: did Davalos win a championship? I, I don't I know recall. he was
1: second a couple times. Yeah. But don't, there's, there's don't a possibility there's 15 or 16. I'd have to look that up. Yeah. But there, there's just so many, so many, um, man, it's a lot of, a lot of talent. We'll in
0: see. That. It may look very different in a week. We'll see.
1: Yeah, that's actually true. Yep, that is true. Yep. Um, so, and so the, it could look different tonight in like ten minutes. Yeah. Right, because yep. it's a, it's almost it's it's thirteen minutes to go time on the Peacock, yeah. which is horrible. Again, NBC, thank you for making something more difficult than it needed to be. I found out I th- today I found out I have the Peacock for free on my Comcast and I do Peacock and it shows me all this other stuff. It took me 10 minutes to figure out how to go watch Supercross.
0: Yeah. But you Why? get it free. on demand. You get it on demand free.
1: No, no, I get it free on TV.
0: On the TV. Okay. I, I didn't know if free. you were saying how to so find it.
2: Supercross is on TV on Peacock.
1: Yes, it's on for me right now. I can I can throw it on, uh, but we're we're uh, woo. all right, Ken or Ken Warren, promote the interview because it's almost. Oh, it's about show. that
2: time because we're getting close. Well, speaking of Supercross, folks, we do have the legend himself, Ralph Sheehan. He's going to be on
0: our show here in a few minutes. Sit you back, learn how to pronounce his name properly? You said it wrong too. It's Ralph Shaheen. Shaheen. What did Shaheen. I say? You said Sheehan. Sheehan. Oh, you said Ralph Sheehan. Shaheen,
2: sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Ralph. But uh, yeah. no, he's not. I thought But what? Yeah, he's yeah. not. He's, he's from he West Virginia. What you're wearing? That's the best he can do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Ralph's gonna be on here in a few moments, so just kick back, relax, and let his dulcet tones through you. Don't don't kick back too much. Why are you
1: doing that? <laughs> yeah. I don't Why? know. Like, he Ralph, can't help what himself. What color shirt are you wearing tonight? That's. <laughs> yes. No <laughs> doubt, I did not think Ralph was coming out. Of, All right. Like, oh my God, the stalker. Let's end
2: this and start the interview. Damn it.
1: <laughs> well, hey everyone, we got a
2: surprise guest for the show this week. Uh, recently, most recently with uh, super uh, supercross, Ralph Sheehan is here with us, and he's going to talk to us about what's going on with the uh, supercross, the highlights, the lowlights from his 14 year career, and. Tell us a little bit about what happened and why he's no longer with them. Now, Ralph, I do know that, you know, they had to go outside the country, but all the way around the world to get a replacement for you. And uh, so I can tell you what, we enjoyed you for 14 years of Supercross. It was a great run. And we just want to hear more about, you know, the highlights, lowlights of what happened with uh, Supercross in that time. And then what's going on with you now. So, but, you know, 14 years with Supercross. You know, can you tell us a little bit of why they, you know, uh, decided to go a different direction?
3: You know, I actually, I counted wrong on that when I wrote that uh, letter to the to the fans of the sport. It was actually 15 years, oh. uh, starting in 2006. And then um, it actually goes back, gosh, I did my first Supercross in 1988 back on ESPN and the – uh Old Sombrero in Tampa. Um, And then that was with, um, I did that one with um, Larry Myers way back when. And, you know, I did a bunch of them after that with ESPN. And then TNN had uh, Daytona Supercross because we had all a Bike Week on TNN. So Steve Evans and I used to go do uh, Daytona 200 and Bike Week and the flat track and, and all that stuff. From Bike Week every year, so I did Supercross that way for a, a numerous years, and then eventually, um, ESPN got all of it, and then CBS came back in the late '90s, I guess it was, and had um, the World Supercross race from uh, the Rose Bowl. Yep, and I did that one, and uh, that was with Mike Joy, and I don't, remember, I think uh, it was Ricky Johnson who was on that show with us. And then uh, after that, you know, Speed Channel got it. And we actually started that 2006 season in 2005. So if you remember back then, that's when they had the, uh, uh, the season would start in December yep. in Canada. Uh, yep. and, you know, we'd do Vancouver and we'd do Toronto and then they'd take Christmas off and then come back and start um, in January traditionally in, in Anaheim. So that's when we had it on Speed Channel. And then I did every one since then until January of uh, 2020 when NBC wanted to put Lee in there for three rounds. Um, and, and so I, I literally did every race from December 2005 until then and then did the remaining ones of uh, 2020 up until up until this year. So it was actually 15 years of uh of doing it. And had I not missed those three back in January, it would have been every round for 15 years. Wow! I can't believe, I can't believe I got that lucky because during that stretch run, I can't tell you how many snowstorms I had to get through and never <laughs> got, never got sick, never had to wow. miss this one, you know, never lost a voice, you know, all of that. And uh, it's pretty crazy, pretty crazy because there's it, a lot it. of, wild travel involved in that. I'm,
0: I, you're not going to find you know many people that are covering racing on television that have runs that long that's uh i yeah. don't want to call you i don't want to call you old ralph because i know i'm older <laughs> than you but you know they always say that longer your resume gets the uh, shorter your lifespan so <laughs>
3: yeah yeah no, it's, it, it is definitely uh, i was very blessed and i'm very yeah. grateful to have had to have that run i wish it wasn't over I really do. I had no intentions of it coming to an end, um, but you know, it was one of those things that's out of my control. Yeah.
0: yeah. So how how did this all happen? Because no, you know, from, on the fan side, there was there was no you know inkling of any any change whatsoever. Uh, you know, when someone's been doing it for that many years, you're kind of a staple. Why would anything? Yeah, you're think? a staple to that's us. Right? Yeah. Well, no. but
3: listen, there was no inkling on my side either.
0: Mm, oh, really? I didn't yeah. know this
3: was coming. It just came out of left field. It was a NBC decision. You know, all these networks are, um, uh, all the world is dealing with a lot of issues because of uh, the pandemic and COVID and it's put a lot of companies in uh, challenging positions and there you go. Here I am.
1: You know, uh, one one of the things I, I look back in the time you've done it and there's been just some incredible races you've called some incredible, incredible riders. You've had the opportunity to, to, to be in the booth with, you know, I mean, um, on my personal, on my personal side, I, I remember uh, one of the first Supercross interviews I ever did was actually Ricky Carmichael, the goat, but he was in NASCAR at the time. And I've I've interviewed Tony Stewart, Tony Kanon, John Force. I mean, I can list the name of champions in this, and I get to the Ricky Carmichael interview, and you can he pro- probably remember I screwed up everything. I screwed up the recording. I screwed up everything. Cause I was in the presence of the goat and I was, I was a mess. <laughs> I was like, man, this is crazy. And I just was wondering if, if you had some memory of yours in the, in the, these years that sticks out as something real special to you.
3: Gosh, you know, there's so many moments. Um, and, and it's funny you, you know, Supercross has got such great racing that every week there's a yeah. great moment. You know, so over 15 years, those great moments just kind of pile up in there, and it's, it's really hard to pick one uh, or even five and say, yeah, These yeah, are the five best. That. You know, well, I can tell you some of the ones that come to mind, and, and if we start, you know, bannering back and forth, they'll be Oh, but wait a minute, remember this one? And you know, all that kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. starts <laughs> happening. But some of those that jump out would be um, the moment uh, Zach Osborne took out Savachi at uh, Vegas <laughs> yep. to win the 250 title that was uh, that yep. was epic uh Ryan Dungey winning in uh, his home race in Minnesota beating uh Villapoto yep um Villapoto and Dungey battling in St. Louis and Ryan gets ejected off the bike and and Dunge passes him and that led to a championship for Dungey um
1: well, I just Eli think about Tomac,
3: going off the bike three times in uh, New York in in New Jersey. Jersey. Uh, That was not a fun one, but it was, you know, as far as moments go, it was was amazing. Um, How about uh, Chad Reed taking out James in Atlanta? Yep. was (laughs) (laughs) unreal. (laughs) That was unreal. So, I mean, there's just moment after moment after moment, and you just keep going back. And uh, uh, Ricky's Ricky's last race in Orlando, when he and uh, James went at it, um, that whole era of Ricky James and Chad Reed—you can almost pick every night yep. and say that was one. Those yeah. guys, um, those guys went at it, unlike anything I'd ever seen in any other form of racing. How much they were willing to risk it and go after it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oops. Were you su- were you surprised, Ralph, when? Uh, when Villapoto decided to call it quits when he did?
3: No. Um, you know, Ryan's a, a bit of a different breed. Um, yeah. Kind of Bob Hanna-esque in some ways and mm-hmm. that um, he accomplished his goals. And when he was done, he was, I'm out, you know, yeah. And yeah. I'm kind of off he went. Um, mm-hmm. It's been good to see him kind of come back a little bit and be a little mm-hmm. bit more visible in the last couple of years. Because, I mean, he's a four-time champion. He's one of the greatest riders in the history of the sport. You want to see those people around. Yeah. Um, same thing with James. I mean, I was so disappointed when James just kind of vaporized and disappeared. I mean, it's James Stewart. My gosh, he's such a great racer. You want to see these guys. You yeah. want you want the fans to be able to go, man, we loved watching you. And, and um, I wish James would have come back. He's he's starting to creep back in a little bit now, and I hope he comes back more because I really felt like, you know, he never took that final bow in front of everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, he, you know, he certainly deserved it. And I think it might have done his heart good to see how much everybody really enjoyed watching him.
0: Yeah, yeah he- I, I think also, I think – I I think with James, I I think it the sport had taken a bit of a toll on him too because he had started to have you know more injuries. The thing that surprised me about Villapoto was number one, he was a pretty young guy, right? And yeah. he certainly had many more years in him. But I I think you're right. I think it's a personality thing. You have know, been there, done that. Uh, you know, I'm going to move on to the next chapter of my life. So uh, okay. yeah, I, I
3: think I think people don't really realize. And I you know I heard this from all those guys, Dungy and Villo and, and, and Wyndham when he walked away, all these guys have been great uh, ambassadors of sport, champions, winners, racers. They will all tell you, you just cannot comprehend the amount of training, yeah. commitment and dedication that these guys have to put in to be at the absolute top level of this sport, to be a a champion just to be a race winner. Yeah. There is no downtime. You know, you can yeah. you can race NASCAR, or IndyCar, or whatever it is and you get to the end of the season, that last event, at, say a cup race in Phoenix, those guys are done. They they don't even think twice about training for a while. They might go off and vacation or doing whatever, or eating however and you know, living however, and then they start getting back into it as they get closer to race time or you take the Tony Stewart approach where you just race your way back into shape, you know, the old school AJ (laughs) Foyt way. These guys can't do that. There is no day off for these guys. There is no, I'm going to go to the movies and have a big box of popcorn and 32 ounce soda. They can't do that. So when you talk to, I remember talking to to Dungey about it and he couldn't wait for that moment. He wanted to go to the theater with his wife, have a soda, have a box of popcorn and relax and not think, oh, my God, I just blew my training. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and so when you've been living your life that way, a guy like Dunge for half your life, at right. least, it wears you down. And eventually you just reach a point where you're like, I, I just I got to have a bit of a normal life.
0: Yeah, but I then you get, just, but then you, you know, then you get those guys like you know Chad Reed or you know even a, a Rossi, right? Where it's kind of yeah. like you know, at what point do you call it quits, right?
3: Well, of course yeah. you're gonna have you're gonna have the I don't want to say oddball, but you're gonna have the unique character, yeah. who is just so eat up with it that it's everything, and you know, yeah, and, they don't
0: know how to live any other
1: way you
3: know, at it's that a point. Example of that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. R- yeah Rafa, I I have a
1: question. I hope I hope you don't ruin this for me. I, I view you as like a Dave to Spain kind of guy where you watch a ton of racing. I remember, I know you've called like IMSA. I, I remember, I want to say, I remember you calling some MotoGP races, right? I oh mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I view like when, when you sit down, what, what is your favorite form of racing to watch? What, you, you know, I mean, I, I are you going to get him in like trouble now? Am, am I? I, no, don't I no, <laughs> no, listen, I'm a, I'm a full. I, you know, D- Dave and
3: I are very good friends. And um, I consider Dave a dear friend and a mentor. And to be included in a conversation with him is incredibly uh, um, meaningful. And Thank you for that. I mean, I don't think I'm anywhere near the broadcaster Dave is, but uh, just to be compared to him is a real honor. Um, But yes, I am a huge race fan from the word go. I love all forms of racing. And I've done everything from Formula One in Monaco, to Swamp Buggies in Naples, Florida. I've done MotoGP, Trials Competition, Supercross, Sprint Cars, Drag Racing, Sports Cars, Indy Cars, you name it. I've I've, I've been a part of all of it. Um, And I really do love all of that. Uh, I was just at the Chili Bowl last weekend, and it was fantastic.
2: Um,
3: People ask me all the time, you know, what race are you looking forward to to getting to and i always tell them whatever's next because i really am looking forward to whatever's next on the calendar you know seeing the the competitors the vehicles my friends whatever it might be but if you asked me to do you know what would be one race you would want to you know what you get to do one more right. what would it be and it would either be uh the knoxville nationals or the indy 500 but then if you said okay you can do one more season of something what would you do? And it would be supercross in a nanosecond because yeah. supercross on a weekly basis is the best racing you'll find on every week for a season. Yeah. You know, you go to a season, of NASCAR or IndyCar, whatever it is. And, you know, you're going to get one or two races. You're like, well, that was a bit of a yawner. Guy won it by three laps or, you know, whatever it might be. And Not in supercross. Every time yeah. they drop that gate, you just don't know what's going to happen. Week, so week we to week return. that's the most fun.
1: We always tell people, especially when we're talking to somebody who hasn't who hasn't watched Supercross, we always tell them the best racing we get to ever watch, it maxes out at about 55 miles an hour. You, you know, where where they're at Daytona, where they get up, you know, up, up there that that the racing doesn't have to break 200 miles an hour to be good. It just has to have a bunch of guys who are hungry on on similar similar rides. And and Supercross. does. Well, see now out. to
3: your point there. To your point there, you know, and, and you go back to great memories. One of the greatest memories, and see, I knew this was going to happen. You start talking about it this way. <laughs> um, one of the greatest memories is 2008 in Daytona in the monsoon yes. when Reedy's bike quits two turns from the finish and Wyndham basically paddles past to win it. I've right. never called a race that went slower than <laughs> yeah. that one. But yeah. the <laughs> amount of drama, the drama was yeah. incredible.
1: Yeah,
0: that yeah. was. I I remember that. I remember that quite well. So, Ralph, I got a question for you. So, just over your shoulder there, we see uh, the Speed Channel. Was that a helmet? Is that a helmet? Uh, yeah, I
3: got a. You got yeah, these are a uh, couple of helmets from the Speed Channel days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I I. I so we, we were chatting a little bit uh, off the air before we started the show about, uh, you know, whatever happened to the speed channel and we figured you'd have some insight into that. So what do you know? What happened to speed channel? Because everybody was kind of caught off guard by what we thought was a a, a, a pretty robust commercial venture, but maybe behind the scenes, it wasn't so robust. Who knows?
3: Maybe no, it was almost, it was basically too good. Um, yeah. It was, uh, it was very successful. It was uh it was not. A, it was a network that was definitely in the black. It was making money. It was hugely successful. Everything was clicking right along, and you know we were owned by Fox yeah. for years. Everybody thought, you know, oh, it's just Speed's its its own entity. No, it was owned by Fox for for numerous years prior to it um, going away. And what happened was in the television world, all these major networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, all started firing up their own cable sports channels similar to ESPN. ABC already had ESPN. CBS started CBS SN. NBC started NBC SN. So Fox was trying to figure out, okay, we need one or two of those as well. They already own Speed Channel and they own Fuel, if you remember Fuel. Yep. Yeah. So they decided it would be easier to take two networks that were already established, had hundreds of millions of uh, view, I mean, let's see, Speed was already a close to hundred million households. It's a lot easier to rebrand it as FS1 uh-huh. and to rebrand fuel as FS2 than it would be to go in, keep those two networks and start up a whole nother network. Cause you're basically starting from scratch, trying to scrape your way up to get those households. So, it made a lot more sense business-wise for Fox to come in and say, Fuel, you're now FS2, Speed, you're now FS1. We will keep some of the motorsports programming, but we're going to also go after things like baseball and some of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we can put some of that on Big Fox and we can put some of that on FS1 and FS2. And, you know, it's, a, it's an easier business move for them. So, unfortunately, here we, we sat with 100 million homes, which they wanted to get their hands on to start up the stick and ball side of the network. And they did keep quite a few of the motorsports stuff for a while. And then it, you know, slowly – they didn't necessarily give it away. Others just came in and outbid them on, you know, some of those, some of those deals.
0: All right. We really yeah.
2: enjoyed the Fox Supercross broadcast. I mean, Fox, I felt like, did a great job with Supercross – all those years so I can't fault them for that and that sounded like a sound business decision it was the uh,
3: Fox era which is really the Speed Channel Fox era because it was the same right when we were Speed Channel we were owned by Fox um by far and I'm not just saying this because I was a part of it by far the best era of Supercross on television it was absolutely electric um the chemistry with all of us uh, within the whole team, not just Fro and I, but Jeff and I and RC was a big part of those shows. You um, know, Jenny Taft, Aaron Bates, Juliana Daniel. Um, you know, we had we had some outstanding people on the talent side. And then behind the scenes, the crew was uh, just incredible. And the support that we had from Fox to allow us to kind of have that Monday night football party feel to it Um was really incredible and that's when supercross took off like a rocket and yes. um now it's it's a much different show the last couple yeah. of years i mean yeah. we I don't know we
2: we are not fans of, uh, NBC, of the, SC with and the way they've been treating Supercross. well motorsports in general motorsports yeah. in general we've been saying NBC sports channel where motorsports go to die i mean because we are not fans of how they're treating the yeah.
3: motorsports i, I think, well look everybody has um You know, it's a very subjective business, right? It's like music. Um, You know, do you like the Rolling Stones or you like the who? They're both fantastic. Everybody's got an opinion on that, right? Do you like Jeff Gordon or Jimmy Johnson? Well, they're both fantastic racers. You can't go wrong picking either or. Um, It's a very subjective business. They each have their own way of doing things, what they want to, um, the feel that they want to their shows. And, you know, it just is what it is. And uh, some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. And I'm sure there was people that hated what we did in the Fox days. Um, But the numbers. The ratings don't show
1: that. The ratings <laughs> were, don't you show that. Yeah. And, and, and just and the, the uh, fact he, that mothers were letting their kids bring their dirt bikes into the living rooms and dress their kids and staying up late to watch that on a Saturday night. I mean, that was to me that I, I told everybody that is what motorsport should be, man. That is. That was just the greatest thing,
0: and and also I think that they that the big difference that we note these days, um, Ralph, is that they spotlighted those races. They spotlighted them. You know, the idea that you might see something, you know, tape delayed for an extended period of time was not something you would that would have been shocking at that time for it to occur. Yeah,
3: you know, we did the first um, when Speed Channel got it. There had not been a live Supercross. It Mm -hmm. never happened before on TV, and we ended up doing the first one, and then that led to a point where they were all live, Yeah. Uh, and uh, man, that was remarkable to think that here's a sport that had never been live ever, and then all of a sudden, we're doing every round, and it it was expected from then on.
0: That's exactly right. It was expected. It's what you got used to, and it's been something that we hear uh, you know, uh, more every day about is the fact that it almost seems like it's unimportant to the network. Yeah. And that's the way Well, seem- you
3: know, listen, w- I don't know about unimportant. Well, from a fan uh, perspective, because, look, it seems that way. They've, they've made a financial commitment to it. So yeah. naturally, they wanted to succeed. Um, I, I think it's really. It's just different philosophies on how to go about. Yeah, doing-
0: and I, 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 yeah, and I think also it's the way it looks to the fans, right? It's not just uh, you know from a, it may be a very sound business decision, and I don't think anybody is necessarily measuring that. But the fans don't look at it like that. The fans look at yep. it for what I want, what I've become used to. This is this is what I want. You're no longer giving me what I want, which I think is that's that uh, 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 you know eventually it doesn't become a good business decision when you're going away from the fans' expectations, right? So. Yeah. 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 So, but in any case, you know, we don't want to keep you tied up all night, but we did want to talk about, we did want to talk about the speed sport. And a lot of people don't know, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting, you know, the whole history behind speed sport, the old national speed sport magazine, the Chris, you know, if you're old like me, you remember Chris Okonomacki and those days. And, you know, and now it's speed sport Tell us a little bit about where Speed Sports going. What's on the horizon for you guys? We're hoping it's something in the you know it, that we're going to be able to actually see ourselves. Uh, so we're kind of excited to hear what's going on in that area.
3: Yeah, thanks. We you know Speed Sports started in uh, 1934. It was a traditional, old and half black and white newspaper, uh, and then now Speed Sport News was what everybody knew it as. Everybody just called it Speed Sport. And Chris Economaki owned it for many, many years, the longest ownership of the brand, um, brought it to the uh, heights that it, it reached. It was very similar to, for those that know motorcycling, uh, similar to Cycle News back in the day where it showed up every week in your mailbox. And that's how you found out who won and who lost and the happenings in the industry. When we bought the brand, Chris and I had been very good friends. He was like a mentor. We worked together on TV. Uh, I, I actually wrote some columns and stuff for him in the, in the newspaper over the years. It was a real thrill any time you appeared in Chris's notebook inside the paper when he said something good about you, uh, which I was fortunate to experience on numerous occasions, uh, meant you were, you were getting somewhere. When Chris passed away in his 90s, uh, the family just didn't want to run the business anymore. It had been a family-owned and operated brand. So myself and another partner, we uh, took over the brand. And turn national speed sport news into speed sport. And it's a full blown media company now. We produce two magazines Sprint Car Midget, which is much more of a niche, than speed sport, which talks about everything in the world. We have two websites, we do podcasts, we do uh, national television shows. We have 26, 30 episodes of uh, speed sport presents every Thursday night on Mav TV, uh, which you can find. It's a regular. We cover literally every form of motor sport out there. We just did this past weekend at the Chili Bowl. We did a uh, one-hour live pre-race show from the Chili Bowl for MAV. We'll be doing 11 more of those over the course of the year. We're working on documentaries. We've got one in the works uh, coming out later this year on Bonneville. Uh, And we launched in 2020 an over-the-top television network which is similar to uh, Netflix or Hulu. If you have Apple TV or Roku, Fire Stick, one of those, you can go on there and find the SpeedSport TV network and the SpeedSport TV channel on there. Uh, We have uh, about 70 different affiliates that are tied up with us, different races, uh, promoters, tracks, sanctioning bodies. In 2020, we live-streamed over 1,300 different motorsports events on that network. So if you're looking for – all the grassroots motorsports you can handle of any kind, we got it for you in the Sport TV network.
0: No, that, sounds, that sounds great. I'm glad to get the word out uh, to yeah. people about that. You know, um, We are very familiar with MAV TV, so, uh, and I know a lot of our listeners are familiar with MAV TV, yeah. so that's, that's, uh, that's cool. And, and, Ralph, what's next for you? You've got all this on the business side. You've got all this stuff going on. Have you been thinking about what your next adventure is going to be?
3: is and has been a big part of my everyday business for quite a few years now uh, even with Supercross going on uh, talking to a lot of different people about maybe working on some different series uh, as things change in, in their uh, sanctioning bodies as well C-Sport's got a very active schedule uh, probably next will be after Chili Bowl, the next adventure that I'll go to will be um, probably Speed Weeks coming up in Daytona I'll be at Bike Week as well in Daytona in March, Um just, you know, cranking out the TV shows with speed Sport and uh writing for the magazine and doing all the stuff we do there while we wait to see what the next big uh project might be.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, we're glad to hear that. We're uh we're all uh, still in mourning uh for supercross, but we wish you the best, <laughs> uh Ralph. And uh we know you're gonna uh, succeed in anything you do, and we're all looking forward to seeing what the the next big step's gonna be. And we're gonna be checking everything out on Mav TV.
3: Yeah. Well, listen, I really appreciate you guys having me on. To the end. to all the folks out there in, in Supercross, the ends of it, I can't thank you enough for all the support that the fans and the industry gave me in the last 15 years uh, as the voice of the sport. It was a real honor to call those races every Saturday night. If they didn't get a chance to read the letter that I wrote to the industry. Uh, they can find it on any of my social media pages, just at Ralph Shaheen, or they can go to uh, speedsport.com. We have it up on there as well. It would be great if they wanted to read that, uh, get a little more deeper into the feelings I had for the sport. So uh, thank you for all of it, and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. All
0: right. Thanks Thanks a lot. We appreciate your time. You got it. All right. Take care. All right, well, we want many thanks to to Ralph for spending some of his time with us, and we we know there's gonna be a lot of cool and interesting things coming up for uh, Ralph cause there always is. He's busy, busy, busy guy. Uh, make sure you check out his, uh, his speed sport, Sport, speed, speed sport. Uh sports speed, speed sport. Uh, speed sport. Check speedsport.com. dot com. Check and
1: it he's out on the I'm
0: Mav TV shows. And he's got the Mav TV shows, which he mentioned uh, in the interview. So make sure you check that all out. Uh, and uh, we're going to miss you, Ralph. Uh, he didn't pass away, but we're going to miss him anyway. So <laughs> uh, that's just so not, <laughs> not right. Really
1: I say that. Like, oh, <laughs> yes, usually wait, you We lost someone oh, yeah. the what? Oh.
2: And you guys criticize me. Uh, yeah,
0: we do. <laughs> yeah, it was actually an interview we did with Ralph about 7 years ago before his untimely passing. No, we're kidding. No. <laughs> Ralph's doing fine and and we look forward to seeing all the things we're going to see in the future and we will be back next week to talk about how our picks in the Supercross have basically turned upside down. Yeah.